0: This is Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Hit. Browns are going to win! field, touchdown! With Dan Kadar and Browns beat writer Nate Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. With Steve Dorschuk from the Canton Repository. It's
1: intercepted! Picked by Dixon Ward! Chubb will take this off.
0: Browns fans. Now, cover two, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns.
2: Ha, I'm George Thomas. It's 2.15. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, it's 1.49 a.m. I'm a bit loopy right now. I'm joined by Steve Dorshak of the Canton Repository. All right now we're the Akron Beacon Journal. And Nate Ulrich from the Akron Beacon Journal, who are both in Pittsburgh, and they got to witness. Can we call this history? After yeah. after an eon, it seems. Was this was history made tonight? Um yeah. the Browns 48 to 37 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they you know, we've talked about ghosts for two weeks. The ghosts were exercised tonight. That's without a doubt because they jumped on the Steelers from the start and they basically didn't let up. Hey, we got six people. You guys are crazy. How you doing? Did they exercise those ghosts tonight?
0: Yeah, of course they did. You know, first playoff win since January 1st, 1995, snapped a 17-game losing streak in Pittsburgh. You know, it was just an amazing way to start the game. The first snap from Marquise Pouncey, a nine-time Pro Bowl center going over Ben Roethlisberger's head, Carl Joseph for covers in the end zone for a touchdown. And that started what became a, a NFL record first quarter of 28 points. Uh, NFL playoff record highest uh, scoring total in the first quarter by anybody just an amazing way that this Browns team came together with so much adversity they didn't even practice until Friday I can't get over it I just thought it was going to be too much for them to overcome but really what it did was it brought them together that doubt motivated them so did Juju Smith-Schuster and yeah Ben Roethlisberger Mike Tomlin, the real Steelers, with T.J. Watt and Cameron Hayward in Heinz Field, all those demons, dragons, ghosts, whatever you
1: want to call them, were exercised. No. I go
2: back to um,
1: 1964, I mean, I was alive and old enough to uh, remember the 1964 game. Remember, the tragedy of it was that it was blacked out, if you can imagine that, the equivalent of the Super Bowl being blacked out. You can't even watch it in your own market. But, of course, everybody in, in Ohio, myself included, was watching uh, on television. And the, the excitement on that, you uh, know, I mean, it was a championship game. Everybody knew what it was about. My dad and all his friends were really into it. I was really into it. And that was uh, quite a moment. I'm bringing it up from the standpoint, the the, um, uh, the best Browns playoff game, that I can remember since that 1964 season was against the New York Jets in the 1986 playoffs. The, the game looked like it was going to be impossible to win and it became a win. And I would say in the stadium that day, and and the uh, the excitement was uh, uh, beyond belief. It was surreal what the atmosphere was like at the stadium. But one last point I want to make is, this, this game tonight fits in uh, with this those two in its own odd way. But um, uh, I, I mean, if you use your imagination, you know that every uh, every single person you know who ever um, watched the Browns was in their living room or in, in some sort of a gathering tonight watching the game. And uh, if you extend your imagination, can you imagine what all the collective uh, sound was, what would be like you could take everyone that you know and everyone who was watching the game and put that all together. That was all there. That was very, uh, very real tonight. And I, I got to think there were a lot of uh, really overjoyed uh, household tonight uh, and and even this, on into this morning uh, over that uh, that game tonight.
3: If I put all the collective alcohol my friends have consumed in the last few hours together, that would be quite impressive too, I'm sure. <laughs> How was that that's
2: game? You know, I don't think any – any Browns game I've ever seen will ever match that. That being said, I mean, that first quarter, I'm sitting here watching, taking notes, and it's like, what what's going on? What's happening? This isn't supposed to happen. And it that was the surreal part to me. And the fact that it just kept rolling in that, that first quarter, really, I'm like, I, I don't know what to think. I didn't know what to think. And then, in today's age, you, you're watching a Twitter feed at the same time. Northeast Ohio didn't know what to think. So
1: Mike Tomlin didn't know what to think, George. I mean, one of one of the uh, interesting shots that went over to uh, Mike Tomlin had uh, him really looking flummoxed and perplexed. I'm, I'm thinking, well, uh, Tomlin looks like a guy who's never seen anything like this before. But then... He never had seen anything like that before, and none of us have seen anything like this before uh, from the Browns or maybe anybody else. Like you said, Nate, at the top of your uh, take, uh, NFL record. Uh, was that an NFL playoff record for most points in the first quarter? So nobody's seen anything like this, and that showed in Tomlin's early on.
3: But what I think is the most shocking is I thought they were if they were going to come out to a fast start, you know, you had most of your players on offense. I thought it was going to be the offense that was going to do it. I didn't think it was going to be a – you know, a COVID and injury racked defense that was going to, like, go crazy with all these takeaways. I mean, I know that's their M.O. as far as the way this defense has thrived, but that was just incredibly stunning to me.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, they were without the, uh, their top corner, Denzel Ward, who's also their best player in the secondary. Their third best corner, their, their number three corner, Kevin Johnson, both out because of COVID, and then, of course, they lost Olivier Vernon, their second-best pass rusher, to the ruptured Achilles last week. So, yeah, I'm with you, Marla. I did not think that this defense had that in it. I mean, we've talked about it going back a long time. George, I mean, you were like, hey, this defense, what's going on? I mean, yeah, you know, they've created some takeaways, but can they they actually win a playoff game with this defense? And I think, for the most part, we were like, and eh, Probably not. So, wow. I mean, this was a stunner, and I, I just, I just can't get over the fact that, you know, it started the way it did, and then also, you know, you've got to give the offense credit too for capitalizing on a bunch of those takeaways, and, and and obviously the early three and out. You know, the the first four Steelers possessions were just disasters, and the Browns scored after each one of them, even during obviously the, the the lost snap in the end zone.
2: You know, you mentioned the Browns being galvanized by by one thing in particular, Juju Smith Schuster. Oh, yeah. The Browns is the Browns. <laughs> um, I'm sure, with 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 all due respect, I'm sure that thought crossed the minds of, of of Northeast Ohio when the Steelers scored those two touchdowns in 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 the second half, and I think it was their first two possessions. Um, yeah, it was. Um, What crossed your mind And
0: I'll, Both of you being there What crossed your mind Well, and- Marla was sitting next to somebody Who was getting really, really amped up And hyped up in the press box, Just really nervous I just said, just calm down here we've, <laughs> Just because seriously I don't want to name who it was But <laughs> the, we've seen this Where the Browns look like They might blow it right like the old Browns would against the Dallas Cowboys against the Tennessee Titans but they've worked it out they've held on and that screen pass big feather in the cap of Alex Van Pelt filling in for Kevin Stefanski, the screen pass on the second and 10 to Nick Chubb after the Steelers scored and made things interesting the Steelers cut it to 12 points that screen to Chubb went for a 40-yard touchdown at the perfect time Twelve thirty-two left in the game, and uh, that was a huge, huge moment. And I think at that point, everybody kind of realized, okay, they're not going to blow this. And of course, Taki Taki's interception sealed it at the end.
2: That was just a brilliant call. And it's like you always wonder we 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 brought the question up before: why don't they use those backs on screen passes
3: more often? I don't know if Nate heard me, but I was saying that from the second quarter on after they lost Conklin because the the offensive line was, you know, taking its lumps and the, they were not getting anything running, you know, unless they ran outside. So I was all over I was oh my, you know, I was ready to Texas sideline. <laughs> that breaks NFL rules, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs>
2: But Okay, so now, moving beyond this, because we have to move beyond this, we go back to the reality-based world now where they're facing the defending Super Bowl champions next week at 3.15, I believe, on Sunday. That's a lot better than 8.15 on a Sunday, boy. (laughs) (laughs) At any rate... I don't see – you know, with, with Mahomes, and mind you, I've watched a lot of Kansas City this year simply because I like Patrick Mahomes, and they've been up and down, but that that secondary is constituted right now is just made for him to have a field day. And he doesn't necessarily turn the ball over. So – what are they going to have to do
1: They have a, a, a puncher's chance in this game? I think Go they did. they're going to have to do, George, what they did tonight. I thought in advance that uh, uh, they at least had the plan to uh, try to win a shootout, and, of course, it became a shootout, and they won a shootout. But it's, To me, against Kansas City, it kind of seems like a no-brainer. You have to get uh, number one overall pick quality play out of uh, Baker Mayfield, and uh, and uh, win another shootout. So I think it's a, as simple as that. You, uh, you'll you uh, obviously deal with um, Patrick Mahomes as well as you can. You won't stop him. You better score a lot of points. And I think that is their shot. I actually think they have a shot. I think they proved that today. Wow. They have
2: a shot. Okay. I, I'm not used to optimism coming from that.
0: Well, well, I mean, you have to, George, I mean, Don't you have to concede they have a shot? I mean, after today, I mean, seriously, after today, I I mean, they're going to – they should get Denzel Ward back. Um, They should get Kevin Johnson back. They should have their head coach. They should have Joel Batonio back. Now, we are most certainly right in the thick of this COVID situation still, so some other guys might end up on the reserve COVID-19 list. Some other guys might be unavailable for this game. I think it's a three oh five kick, George. So you get ten extra minutes on deadline. <laughs> uh, but uh, the point being, I, I saw an early line. They're they're uh, ten
1: they're point. It's ten. I, I saw eight. I saw, I saw eight, eight as well, as far as that goes. But the line, <laughs> very- George has the Mayfield Heights <laughs> line.
0: Um, you don't give out my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> You're proud of that. Um, so I don't know. I, I just think that yeah, I mean, I, I think that Steve hit on something. It's gotta be the shootout, which they have won some of those, including tonight. So yeah, I mean I hey, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, I, I don't see it happening, but I see a way.
3: Well, you but you can't discount the fact that they believe they can do these things now. Um you know they're not satisfied with just one win. They and I, and I would argue that I didn't think offensively they played fantastic. So they can still improve. Um, I mean, it's would seemingly be longer odds than this because Kansas City, in my mind, is more consistent than the Steelers were down the stretch. But
1: Marla, would you agree that? Well, I don't know if they played fantastic before Conklin went out. But I think there was a, a very clear demarcation between uh, the, you know, before Conklin left the game and after he left the game. So I, I'd almost say that uh, uh, they were close to fantastic under the circumstances when uh, when he was in the game.
3: Well, so, I would agree with that. But like I said, after that, I thought, yeah, you know, the offense fantastic. started to
1: struggle. So yeah, um,
3: there is room for improvement.
0: There is. I still don't think that they have played the complete game. I think Jarvis Landry will say that again, and I think he'll be right again. I just, I, I we've seen it. We've seen it. this first quarter was amazing. We saw a first half in Nashville. It was amazing. There's a, a lot of the Dallas Cowboys game was amazing, but yeah, I, I don't think that they have put it all together, complementary in all three phases for a full complete game. You know, I, I kind of think, Last year in Baltimore, you know, I just don't know if they've this team is obviously way better. They've achieved way more. I mean, this is it's not even close, but I'm just saying last year in Baltimore it felt like that complete game. And I don't know if this Browns team has really maximized its potential for a four, four quarters yet. I think that's what it'll take to knock off the Chiefs because they're that good. Jarvis
2: Landry, Landry wouldn't cop to playing a complete game if they won the damn Super Bowl. He wouldn't. So I like that about him. He's a perfectionist, but he's not going to admit to it.
0: Anyway, I think he's right this year.
3: But my point in this is that it's possible because that's still out there. I think that's a positive. I'm not. I'm not bringing that up as a negative. I'm bringing that up as a positive. They can't. You know, there's. There's more they can do.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's how I view it, too. I think that that is the the thing to strive for, you know, and the thing that you'll need to win in Kansas City.
2: I'm forever the realist. So bordering on pessimists in this case. So we're going to see how it shakes out because I'm I, 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 <laughs>
3: I, I don't know. I, I just don't. Well, let's see who they got back and who who is available. And, you know, it's way too early to make up your mind.
1: That's very true. Kansas City could wind up with problems, too. You, you, you can't just uh, say that uh, the Browns uh, have to worry about additional things happening. You know, it's uh, as much a mystery what's going to happen with any NFL team at this point of the season. So there could be some realization there as well.
2: They haven't looked as dominating as they did last year. That's the thing. They they've been very, very what's the word I'm looking for? They they've been living on the edge for a lot of in a lot of games this season. That, that's the best way to put it. So I guess it's gonna be a case of um the Browns Nation is gonna be in it have a case of in Stefansky we trust and Baker we trust. I don't
1: know, but you know, I think you're being overly pessimistic. I think the Browns have a, a stronger chance than uh, than uh, you're allowing yourself to believe. Uh, I, I don't know that uh, Pittsburgh is uh, is uh, tremendously stronger than, or excuse me, Kansas City is tremendously more capable than, than Pittsburgh. Me, the um, uh, maybe we were having the same conversation uh, after the Tennessee game, but uh, that game uh, really sold me. And this is uh, this is another seller, a uh, big seller for me on uh, the kind of gumption that the Browns have. I mean, Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh with a mostly healthy team and and, uh, and that that stupid arrogance and swagger that they have, and and you just go out there and kick them up and down the field for a big chunk of the game. That uh, uh, I'm I'm sold that uh, the Cleveland has a shot. at this uh, next game. Love Andy Reid. Kind of like. Uh, Kansas City as as a team, uh, but uh, not uh, no, not uh, fatalistic about it whatsoever.
0: Did
1: I sound fatalistic? <laughs> Use the uh, fatalistic word.
0: And this is the John Dorsey Bowl too. I mean, his fingerprints are going to be all over this game. Um, it's just interesting to see that. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, Baker Mayfield. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes had a hell of a shootout uh, in college, and we've written about it uh, leading up to, uh, you know, another meeting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's – I, I agree with Steve that that's the kind of game that the Browns would have to win. Now, they've
2: shown it can win in a variety of ways this year. That's for damn sure. So, nothing else. If it has to be that way, it could be a lot of fun to watch. Well, i totally agree with that all right guys i think we all have work to do i think i need another bowl of crunch berries <laughs> to stay awake. nothing like shooting sugar directly and futurama is off so i'm bummed <laughs> we're gonna say good night we're not well we're gonna say goodbye we're not gonna say good night We're going to say good morning. (laughs) Yeah, that one. All right, guys.
1: Have a good one.
2: Have a good night. You guys be safe driving home tomorrow.
0: And we'll talk to you later.